Hi, this is Lauren Perrier, and you are listening to Chasing Dreams with Amy J. Welcome to Chasing Dreams Podcast with Amy J. Amy believes that realizing a life without regrets is achieved by taking chances, chasing your dreams, making moves, and overcoming your doubts. The Chasing Dreams Podcast will help you overcome life's obstacles, believe in your potential, and inspire you to face your fears. And now here's the woman who is passionately pursuing her dreams, Amy J. Hey, Dream Chasers, this is Amy J, and you are listening to episode 101 of Chasing Dreams. How crazy is that, guys? We hit, we did it, we made it over the threshold, we are in the triple digits, and there's just no better way to kick it off than with the guest I have for you guys today. She's my new friend, Lauren Perrier, a 29-year-old mental health clinician and proud mother of Isaiah. She holds a bachelor's degree from Virginia Union University, two master's degrees, and a PhD in psychology. I mentioned she was 29, right? Lauren prides herself in giving back to her community. She's an activist, philanthropist, and an advocate for social issues across the world. Being raised in Patterson, New Jersey, has taught Lauren the importance of giving back to her community. Lauren started a charity organization for the Love of Others, LLC, that helps those in need in honor of her grandmother, Marion Elizabeth Smith. After beating cancer twice, Lauren's resilience and strength has been incredible. Her goal is to share her story with the world in hopes to not only raise awareness, but to also to inspire. And listen, if that intro didn't inspire you, I'm not sure why you're tuning in because you're just not going to get it because she's doing some amazing things. Lauren, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. So when I was putting the, the intro together and, and you sent me the information and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, all right, hold on, let's count this up. Pa- bachelor's degree, that's one. Two master's degree, that's three. And then <laughs> a PhD in psychology. Yes, yes. And not only that, you beat cancer twice. Mm-hmm. Yep. You did school and treatments and all of this at the same time? Actually, not at the same time. Um, my first round of cancer was uh, my later years of college. It was actually my last year of college, of undergrad. And then it came back again in 2012, right after my son turned one and my grandmother passed away. So 2012 was like a really, really rough year. But I, you know, I overcame. I persevered. I pushed through. I I fought really hard and now I'm here. And because I survived all of that, you know, I decided to just dedicate my life to uh, letting others know about the importance of positive mental health, positive attitudes, giving back to your community and just living a life that is fulfilling and pursue chasing your dreams. Like the name of your show, that's very important to me. And I want to be able to inspire others to do the same. Well, you're definitely inspiring people because I actually did not learn about you 
myself. And I apologize for that, but you came highly recommended. My sister actually saw a, a news article about what you do, your nonprofit and your, I don't want to give it away, what, what you do basically. And mm-hmm. was like, Amy, you need to have her on the show. <laughs> did you email her yet? Did you reach out <laughs> to her? And I was like, I did. I did. And she's coming on. And she's she's the happiest. She's probably listening to this right now. So thank you, Jamie, for the, for that recommendation. But, thank you, <laughs> But Laura, you were actually in the news. And can you tell us a little bit about why that is? Sure. So on my 29th birthday, which was September 14th, I set a goal to feed 30,000 people by my 30th birthday, so one full calendar year, and I plan to achieve my goal by way of extreme couponing. I am an extreme couponer, and that just means that I clip the coupons in the Sunday paper and on the internet and get the best deals by matching the sales with the coupons and getting the lowest out-of-pocket cost. And when I'm able to do this, I will save up, store, freeze all the food and then cook it up and pass it out to different homeless communities throughout the United States. That's so commendable. That's that's amazing. How are you doing with that pursuit? Guys, it's now as of this recording, the June 2017. Yes. So we have actually surpassed our goal. We met our goal of 30,000 in March. So just six months after my birthday. So as crazy as I am, I decided to double the goal. And now my new goal is 60,000 by my 30th birthday. And I'm not quite there yet, but I have about 80 days left to get there. And so we're working really hard to, to get to 60,000. Wow. (laughs) That's amazing. Thank you. So, so you already surpassed your goal. You raised I, the bar. I did. I raised the bar because I have been feeding the homeless for several years and it became very expensive. I live in Northern Virginia, which is already a very expensive area right outside of Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. And each week that we would go out and feed the homeless, the numbers got bigger and bigger. And so it became more and more expensive. And I literally just prayed. I'm, I'm a woman of faith and, you know, I, I strongly believe in the power of prayer. And I prayed for a way and I just said, God, you know, if this is what you've called me to do, then you have to make a way because I'm no longer able to financially afford to take care of my house and other people. So I was shortly introduced to couponing and I just knew that that was my answer. That was my golden ticket to be able to help so many people. And at first, I wasn't quite sure how it was all going to work out because we like to provide full meals like, you know, protein, vegetable and a starch. And with couponing, the sales vary and it's not always a complete meal. Like one week hot dogs may be on sale and then the next week it might be chicken and the week after that it might be a vegetable. So I literally had to like strategically figure out how I was going to save up enough food and shop enough to be able to complete a full meal that we would be able to give to the homeless. But, you know, where, where there is a will, there is a way. And and God made a way. And we have um, at the 30,000 mark, 30,000 meals mark, we had spent a little less than $500 on 30,000 meals. Wow. And the meals included spaghetti, meatballs, garlic bread and salad to sandwiches, chips, fruit and a drink or 
big chicken, rice, and a vegetable. We really do give like good quality food. Um, any because sometimes ground beef will be on sale with couponings or ground turkey, um, hot dogs. So we'll pair it with like hot dogs and baked beans or coleslaw or something like that to be able to provide a full meal. And it's been so much fun. And, you know, I, I could not imagine a better way to utilize a skill like couponing. So are you doing this full time? Now I do. Yes, <laughs> I do. Now I've kind of taken a step back um, from working full time and Again, it's just, you know, by God's grace that I'm able to do so because I never, when I started this goal, I literally, it was just me, my sister, and a few of my friends. I'm like, guys, I think I can feed 30,000 meals. And they're like, okay, you're crazy, but okay. And a local newspaper in my area wrote an article about that because I feed in my community a lot. And then they wrote that article like on a Wednesday. By Monday, it had gone viral and I was getting phone calls from Steve Harvey show and Good Morning America, Channel 5, Channel 9, all the major networks saying that they heard about my story and they wanted to feature me. They wanted me to come on the show. So I'm like, wait, is this a dream? Like, I was just kidding. Well, not kidding, but it was just supposed to be like a family fun thing. But now the whole world knows about it. So I have to do it. But it's been great. It's been a wonderful experience. That's amazing. So before, I mean, because you're doing something so selfless. It, it yes. truly is. It's a selfless endeavor, but it's one that is helping so many. And, and it's such a great thing. Let's go back a little bit, though. Has this always been something you've wanted to do? You said that, you know, you always feed the community. Is this something even in your college years or high school years that you've, you've known you wanted to do? Absolutely. In high school, I, my high school, um, I went to an all girls Salesian Catholic high school. And in order to graduate, we had to do a variety of different service projects. And I, re I went to school in New Jersey. And I remember one year, my junior year, we did a service project where we actually got to travel to Washington, D.C. and experience life as a homeless person in D.C. for a week. What? So we Left in shelters with them. We hung out on the street with them. If they were panhandling, we were panhandling. We did exactly what they did with them for a week. And that was such an eye-opening experience for me, mainly because in America, we struggle with obesity. And, you know, myself included, I love to eat. I love food. And America has 40%. Statistics show that 40% of food in America goes to waste. That number is so ridiculously high. And on the flip side of that, we have so many people who could benefit from the food that we're throwing away. And I remember the gentleman that I followed, he was standing by dumpsters and trash cans. And I'm like, why are we standing here? And he's like, literally because people are going to come and throw their food away because they don't like it or they take one bite and they're full. And that's my treasure. One man's trash is another man's treasure. And you don't, you don't equate that saying to food. But the homeless people do. Yeah. They do. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. You don't have to eat someone's trash. Like, I can find a way to help you and eat a healthy meal, one that someone else has not picked over yet, you know, or thrown away just for you to have a meal for that day. So the homeless population has always been near and dear to my heart. And I've always struggled with understanding why not just homelessness, but hunger in America is such a big issue. And I don't think people understand how bad it is, even with children, with 
Americans who live below the poverty line, you know, they're hungry too. And it's, it's sometimes very difficult and challenging to access government services or get food from food banks and food pantries and things like that. So my couponing, if that can provide meals for people, which, you know, gives them positive mental health and lets them sleep well at night, knowing that, you know, they don't have to worry about where their next meal is coming from, possibly prevent crime like stealing Mm -hmm. or selling drugs and things like that, then why not do it? Why not do it? And I never really realized the impact, the totality of the impact that I was going to have on the community when I started couponing, because on the surface, we're just giving away free food. But when you really, really take a deeper look at it, we are doing so much more than providing food. We're providing hope. And like I just mentioned, you know, potentially stopping someone from committing a crime that they have to commit to go feed their family. You know, so there's always a bigger picture. And I'm just really glad to know that something as small as couponing and as easy as couponing can make such a big difference. And that's the thing. You found a way to to help in such a simple manner and it's having such a profound impact. Is that something that anybody can do? Can we send our coupons to you? Is that like, how, how can others help in this endeavor? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Um, I have a PO box that's listed on my website, but yes, people can send their coupons to me. That is how I function. Um, when people send me their, so because I'm an extreme couponer, I coupon for anywhere as little as 300 items up to 2000 items at a time. So I need that many coupons of the same item. So when people send me their coupons, that is how I'm able to extreme coupon because I only get one Sunday paper, but you know, a a lot of people throw away their paper. So instead of throwing it away, if they can just ship it on over to us, that would be great. That really helps us make a difference. Um, We usually feed in a different city or state every weekend or every other weekend, which is also listed on our website. So if you see that we're coming to your area, just email us. We'll let you know where we are. And, you know, you can come on out and volunteer to help us cook the lunches or or serve the lunches. That that always helps to volunteers make our world go round. Hey, guys, information about that and links to Lauren's website are on the show notes page. So definitely check it out. But for those who can't get there, um, Lauren, it's for the love of others.net, correct? Yes. Okay. Guys, check it out. If you have coupons, send it their way. Check it out. Volunteer. It's as easy as a weekend here or there for you mm-hmm. that yes. you can be able to help. And, and Lauren, when you've done this, right, and you said it's grown from from just a family fun activity to to something bigger where now you're doing it full time. How have you seen it affect others? Well, It definitely brings awareness to others. I don't think people really realize how many hungry people there actually are in the world. And so when they look at our website and they see pictures of the locations, the cities and states that we've been to, they're like, wow, they'll see pictures of right outside the White House or right outside the nation's capital. Yes, there are homeless people there. There are hungry people there. We feed at schools, you know, low income schools and In low-income neighborhoods, those children are very, very hungry. Um, Different community programs like Boys and Girls Clubs and and things of that nature. So we don't just target the quote-unquote homeless who are living on the street, but we try to help um, all all people who are hungry. So I've seen it bring awareness first and foremost. And I've I've seen it inspire people to say, okay, I won't throw away my Sunday paper or I want to learn how to coupon 
also. And even if you just need to learn how to coupon for your own benefit, for your own household to stock up on items, that's still fine because at the end of the day, it's helping someone, you know, helping yourself. And I don't expect everyone to coupon and, and in turn feed the homeless with it. I don't. Absolutely not. That was my vision that was given to me. But if I can inspire one person, and I think I've done that now, you know, then then I know that. I think that's safe to say. Yeah. <laughs> then I know it hasn't been in vain. It's, it's so easy to give. And that's the point that I'm trying to make. I can give a um, a bag lunch, like two slices of bread, sandwich meat, a slice of cheese, a bag of fruit, a bag of chips and a bottle of water. With coupons, that whole thing, everything I just listed, is roughly 75 cents for that whole lunch. Sometimes the packaging, the brown paper bag, the foil, costs us more than the food costs us. And so I just want people to realize that giving is easy. And I know people, everyone is on you know different economic statuses. Everyone may not have it to give, but just something as little as 75 cents. And this is real life. You're not sending your money overseas. It's not going to children overseas. It's right here. In our backyard. Yeah. Yep. Actually front yard too. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Right. And it's, it's real life. We always post like live videos on Facebook um, when we're out and, um, and things like that. So people see what we're doing. It's such an amazing story with what you're doing. Honestly, when people talk about hunger, right? And, and the needs. It's very easy to forget about home. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not sure if that's for any one reason in particular, but I think the fact that you're shining a light on the fact that there is a problem here and that there is a need to be done here, uh, that's, that's very powerful. And I don't think I was aware how big the problem was with hunger in the okay. U.S., is, do you think that there's a reason for that? Why, why we're just not aware of uh, that? You know, I don't, I, uh, to be honest with you, I don't know because I wasn't always, because hunger and homelessness are two totally different things. Mm-hmm. And I've learned through this experience that you don't always have to be homeless to be hungry. And once I learned that, I, my mind was blown and I was like, oh my goodness, there are so many more arenas of people that we need to reach. And so that's when we started reaching out to schools and different um, community programs and things like that. And they are so, even shelters, some emergency shelters, even in the Washington, D.C. area, don't provide meals for their residents. And as crazy as it sounds, you know, OK, you have emergency housing for tonight, but what are you going to eat? You go to bed hungry. And so we drop off meals at shelters. We feed at shelters frequently because, you know, people don't realize that people don't realize that at all. I didn't realize that. I didn't know that that was a thing. And I think you're right. I think we so often it's so easy to put hand in hand homelessness and hunger. that when you tell me that there's an issue of hunger in the U.S., I'm like, well, yeah, we know we talk about it's homelessness, homelessness. Right. And but what you're saying is, no, there are two distinct issues with some overlap. Yes, there are two totally. Yes, there's there's definitely an overlap, but they're separate issues that we've had teachers come to us and say, we have students who come in on Mondays and say that they didn't have anything to eat over the weekend. And that breaks our hearts. So we started doing like weekend love bags, we call them where we put like microwavable meals or like pop tarts, oatmeal in a cup and things like that and give it to the schools. Um, for the students to take home over the weekend. They're not homeless. They have homes. They're just hungry for whatever reason. And so, you know, it's really a shame 
um, to see the statistics on hunger um, in America, in the world, essentially, yes, but in America alone, it's crazy. And then especially when you put it right next to the statistics on waste in America and obesity in America, it's like, oh, no, we yeah. have to have to change this. And and, and, it, and it's possible. And guys, just a sense, you have events coming up and t- today's June 28th. You have an event in New Orleans coming up July 2nd. Uh, you're going to be in North Carolina in August, D.C. in August as well, Florida. So it's definitely not something designated only for the Mid-Atlantic. This is across the U.S. Yes, yes, it is. Yep, we are. And I'm working on trying to add more states. And I haven't been to California yet, and I'm really trying to get there, too. So we're definitely working hard to... Um, you know, hit all of the states of the United States. So, yeah, I mean, that might be my next goal to feed all all the states. <laughs> well, let me ask you something, because that's that's an amazing goal. I mean, you've already beat, beat one goal. It wouldn't surprise me if you hit this goal as well. When you find a state, California, for example, what goes into making that event? Do you, Are you trying to find sponsors there? Maybe someone listening is going to be able to help you out. Um. So usually we don't ever really need any sponsorships per se in the form of money. Um, but what I do try to find is an organization that will either, um, hold the food. Like if I ship it over there, if it's something that can be shipped like tuna, um, or something like that, just hold it for me till I get there. Or if there are couponers in that area, then I'll send them the coupons and ask them to go coupon for me, hold it till we get there. And then I literally, I just need a space to prepare the food, whether it's a kitchen, if we're serving hot food, or just literally a table if we're if we're bagging lunches. And that is it. That is it. I do the research myself, like where the homeless are located or where the areas in need are. Do I need a permit? And then just literally go and do the work. I mean, I'm looking at your, your website and you have Georgia, D.C., Virginia, Baltimore. You just did Philadelphia, North Carolina, South Carolina. I mean, as soon as you come back this way, it's, I, I can't believe I just missed Philly, but I'll have to come down for your Baltimore event. Oh, yeah. Baltimore is always so much fun. I have a lot of family in Baltimore and a lot of friends uh, because it's not that far. It's about an hour from where I live. So we have a ball at all of our feedings. We try to like really, you know, have fun with the people that we're serving, talk to them, converse, leave them with inspirational messages if that's what they're asking for. You know, sometimes it's not always pleasant. Sometimes we run into people who are intoxicated or you know, the influence of drugs and we still feed you nonetheless, and we're still going to love you and then keep it moving. But if you ask us to talk to you or provide counsel or look up some resources for you, we do that while we're there. And, you know, we try to keep it fun. Sometimes I have my son with me. So, you know, it just depends on the area and the safety in the area, but we try, we, we encourage people to bring their children out and we have a really good time while we're doing it. And we make the food with love. It's very well seasoned. I, when we give sandwiches, I all, one thing that always stuck with me, like I don't like to give sandwiches without all the fixing, like lettuce, tomato, mayo, cheese as an option, pickles, because that's what I like on my sandwich. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, I wouldn't want to just slap some meat on two slices of bread. So we <laughs> pride ourselves in providing quality meals. And everybody always talks about how much they appreciate that from us, you know, watermelons and apples and anything right you're not doing the bare minimum i mean it's clear you're not doing the bare minimum no we don't i think spaghetti and meatballs that's like our hardest meal especially i never 
see, I'm not a cook. I am not a chef at all. And when I made this goal, I didn't really think it through because when you cook in bulk, you have to work 10 times harder to season it and prepare it. And when we do our bigger feedings, like 12, 1500, 2000, oh man, it can be really messy. But we really do work really hard to try to um, still make sure that every bite tastes really, really good. And so it, it's fun. My friends laugh at me and tell me I'm a terrible cook. But then when we get out there, the people eating it are like, oh, my gosh, this tastes like Olive Garden. And I'm like, really? Thanks. <laughs> well, that's, so where are you cooking? I mean, you're cooking all this food. Are you cooking in your home? For the local feedings, yes. We cook at my house. Or if it's a big feeding, uh, like a thousand or more, then I will ask the local restaurants or fast food um, chains if we can use their kitchen or if they can cook. And a lot of times everybody says, yes, we cannot do what we do without the community partners that we have, like Chili's and just different restaurants will open up early, cook all the food for us, and then we go pick it up and go out and serve it. When we go out of town, it's mostly churches that open their doors to us and let us use their kitchen and facilities to cook. You, and, and maybe you do, have you realized the impact you're having? Sometimes I do. And then other times I'm like, what's the big deal? I, this is, <laughs> I do this every day. And, well, cause and now sometimes someone will recognize me in public and they're like, you're the coupon lady that's feeding all the people. And I'm like, oh, yeah, hi. And they're like, oh, my gosh, you're so amazing. And I'm like, really? Oh, thanks. You know, because when you do it all the time, you don't really see the big deal. The, yeah. And there's just so much that goes into it. Sometimes I forget, you know, like the purpose and, but that's when my team of people bring me back to reality and they're like, remember, you know, why you did this? Remember how many people you're helping? And then I'm like, oh yeah, this is kind of amazing. <laughs> I mean, it is. I mean, cause you're talking about partnering and cooperation uh, with the community, with Chili's, with, you know, local churches and going across states. And these are things that, you know, it's not easy what you're doing. And it's not that it's something that takes five minutes. This is something that is impacting people. That is, it's something you were passionate about, which I love. It's something that is helping others, which I love even more. And it's positive. People yeah. are seeing that in you and in what you're doing. And I think that is something that they can take away. Mm -hmm. And I think I commend you for everything you're doing because it's fantastic, honestly. Thank you. Thank you. So you talked about, one, the fact that you doubled your goal. Two, you may have the potential new goal of hitting every state in the U.S., which I say you go for it. And <laughs> hey, I think you could do it. I have no doubts you could do it. Now, if you put a date on it, that'd be a little bit different. But I think you could do Hard. it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Is there anything else you want to see come from this? Um, I would love to work on like macro legislative government levels to try to change some of the policies that govern food distribution in America, ultimately, because that can solve mm, probably 60 to 80 percent of the problem of hunger in America. In some countries, it's actually illegal for restaurants or grocery stores to throw away food at the end of the day. They have to give it to shelters. They have to give it to the homeless. They have to put it out on the street as a first come, first serve. And if America adopted something as small as that, well, it's probably not small, but something <laughs> like that, we could, you know, eradicate hunger even faster than just couponing. Couponing is just one way. And that, you know, it takes time, it takes energy, and you have to have the desire to do it because there are times where 
um, you know, I'll do the math in my head and I think it's going to be free, but it ends up not being free or the store runs out and they can't order anymore. You know, so there are some downfalls to couponing, very few, but it can be discouraging at times. But if we had policies, national policies in place, that could really, really help. That's amazing because I, I, I'm just in awe of this. I'm like learning so much from this conversation because I didn't realize it. One, the extent of this issue, right? That, that kids are being affected by hunger. I had no idea. I didn't know that was a thing. And, and you're right. If there were policy changes that would help in, in doing that, I could see you running for and lobbying for that. Yes, I would love to do something like that because the government plays a big role in in all of this. And, um, you know, advocacy is something that's very, very important. And I would love to be like a spokesperson for hunger, ending world hunger in America. I would love to see that happen. I think it would. it's not a stretch at all <laughs> to see that happen. I mean, you're doing an amazing thing. It's uh commendable. And I think you're inspirational with what you're doing. And for those, you said it earlier, you know, um, your motto, your company's motto is love God, love others, serve the world. What would you say to people who have some kind of passion in them that to help in some way, shape or form, right? Not necessarily hunger or homelessness, but something that they can give back, but just don't know how to begin. What would you tell them? I would tell them to organize their thoughts, write it all down, write your visions down, write your dreams down and start small and make goals and objectives and don't stop until you reach your ultimate goal. But you have to figure out how to get there. And that's the most important um, part. That's the most important piece to the puzzle. And a lot of times because I have I have big dreams, like I just said, I would love to you know, speak in Congress about this, but I have to figure out what do I need to do to get there? Do I need to join local government? Do I need to start, you know, uh, lobbying now? Do I need to get my name on some list? So there are steps that you have to take to reach your ultimate goal. And, and it's important that we know how to achieve our goals because we don't want to set ourselves up for failure, but all dreams are achievable. I don't think at this point with beating cancer and having a child and getting all the degrees I got, I don't believe that there is any dream that I cannot accomplish. And if I can do it at 29 years old, I know that all of your hundreds of thousands of listeners can do it too. Whether it's starting a business or anything, jumping out of a plane for a li- whatever your dream is, go for it. Do it and don't stop until you get there. That's my advice. Well, Lauren, I, I think that's some great advice. And guys, I'm going to emphasize again, Definitely check out for the love of others.net. Link is on the show notes page as well to make sure you don't spell it wrong or anything. There are services for you to volunteer, events that you can attend, donations that are welcome, monetary, as well as coupons. Definitely check it out. Definitely support this wonderful cause and this wonderful guest who is doing some amazing things and fulfilling her dreams. Lauren, I can't thank you enough for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. And there you have it, guys. That was Lauren Perrier. How incredible is her story? She went to school. She got, what was it, five degrees, I think, at the last count. She beat cancer twice. She's giving back to the community full time. She's fighting a worthy cause. So if you have a dream and you can't do it, 
I'm going to dare you and say you can, because there is a way. I mean, take it Lauren's advice to heart. It's fantastic. Uh, guys, you can learn more about Lauren and what she's doing with, at, with For the Love of Others and the work she's doing about hunger and homelessness over on the show notes page, which is at ChasingDreamsHQ.com slash episode 101. That's episode 101. Until next time, guys, keep chasing. Thank you so much for listening to Chasing Dreams. Amy would love to connect with you and hear all about your pursuit of chasing your dreams. Connect with her on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram via at Chasing Dreams HQ. Or you can find Amy on Twitter at AmyJ21. That's aimeej one Be sure to visit headquarters over at ChasingDreamsHQ.com for more inspiration, motivation, and resources to help with your own dream chase. We hope you'll join Amy next week. And until then, keep chasing.